Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Pashas Mitzorah. Pashas Mitzorah, according to the Chinuch, contains 11 positive mitzvos. And this Shabbos has the distinction of being known as Shabbos Hagodol. Now, there is a simon in Shulchan Aruch that identifies and tells us that this Shabbos is called Shabbos HaGodol, and the reason for that is severalfold. Firstly, to remember the miracle that took place on that Shabbos, namely on the 10th of the month of Nisan. The year we left Egypt, we left on a Thursday, That was the 15th. The 10th, as the Torah prescribed, was the day on which we were to designate the Korban Pesach. And we did. And when we tied the lamb and the sheep to our, or the sheep, to our bedpost, the Egyptians asked, hey, what's going on? And we told them, that we are going to literally slaughter, consume their God. And while they might have gritted their teeth, they were not able to harm us. That in of itself was a miracle. In addition, the rabbis tell us that there was an additional miracle on that day, the 10th, Nine plagues had already come. Moshe had said to Paro, there's one more, and that is the Bechor, the firstborn, is going to die. Well, when the Egyptians heard this, they said Moshe's track record had been pretty good. Nine out of nine. And now, what's going to be? So they rallied and asked Paro to let the slaves go. Paro refused, and as a result, there was a civil war which took place on that day, and that is Lamakim Etzrayim Bivchorehem. In addition, they point to the Avtorah coming from the last Navi that we had, Malachi, who concludes his prophecy of I promise you I'm going to send Eliyahu to herald and announce the coming of Moshiach. When? Before the coming of that great day. So since the Torah ends with that note of optimism, we call the Shabbos Shabbos HaGodol, anxiously awaiting that special moment. And finally, there is the practice that the Rav gives a longer drasha on this Shabbos, reviewing the laws of Pesach and giving people words of inspiration
of looking forward to this very special Yom Tov. And so I'd like to share with you an interesting aspect of the mitzvah of Dalit Kosos, the mitzvah of the drinking of four cups of wine, and to share with you two different interesting points regarding these uh, cups of wine. Firstly, understand that on the night of the Pesach Seder, there are two biblical mitzvos, namely the mitzvos of eating matzah is biblical, and telling the story, Sipur Yitzias Mitzrayim. And there are three rabbinic mitzvos on this night. One, the mitzvah of moror, that nowadays the moror, the bitter herb, is rabbinic. In the future, when we have the Beis HaMikdash and the Korban Pesach, it will be upgraded. The second rabbinic mitzvah is that of drinking the four cups of wine. And finally, the third rabbinic mitzvah is that of Heseba, of leaning to the left when we eat the matzah and drink the wine. I'd like to, first of all, remind everybody that when it comes to the mitzvah of Arba Kosos, women, as the Gemara in Psachim Kufches teaches us in the name of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, that Noshim Chayovos Arba Kosos. Women are obligated in the mitzvah of Arba Kosos. And even though it's a positive mitzvah governed by time, and we know that when the Rabbonim institute a mitzvah, it is ke'en de'oraisa, it is similar to that from the Torah. And since from the Torah, women are exempt from positive mitzvahs governed by time, such as sukkah, shofar, lulav, they should be exempt from Arba Kosos as well, but the answer is Afhein Hoyu Hanes. They too were included in the miracle, which is understood by some that just like this thought is said by Hanukkah and Purim, that women have to light their Hanukkah and women have to hear the Megillah, because Afhein Hoyu, so some learn that they were included in the threat of those holidays, right? If a woman said that she would keep Shabbos kosher, she was threatened just as much as a man. And at the time of Haman, Haman wanted to kill all the Jews, male and female. However, Tosfo says that Afein Hoyu Ba'osanes means not simply they were included, but they helped bring about the miracle. Yehudis by Hanukkah, Esther by Purim, and Bishchus Noshim Tzidkonios in the merit of the righteous women who never lost their faith and 
were able to maintain the morale of their husbands and encourage them to have children and perpetuate the Jewish people in their schus, we were redeemed, and therefore women too are obligated in the mitzvah of Arba Kosos. I'd like to point out an interesting machlokes as found in the Shulchan Aruch, Simon Tov Ayin Dalid in Hilchos Pesach, whereby the heading of the Simon reads, Al Kosheni Imivarchim. The Machaber writes that of the four Kosos, the Svardim only recite the Bracha of Bore Priyagofen on the first and the third. But on the second and the fourth, they do not. And the Ramah comes and says, wait a minute, we Ashkenazim recite four independent Borei Prihagafen for each of the four cups of wine. And the late Reb Shlomo Zalman Orbach in his Minchas Shlomo Chilak Aleph Simon Yudches explains the Machlukes between the Machaber and the Ramah in the following interesting way. And that is as follows. What is the nature of the Bori Priyagafet? According to the Machaber, the nature of the Bori Priyagafet is a Birkas Hananin, like it is all year long, meaning that before a person benefits from different foods, they have to recite a bracha. The appropriate bracha for wine is Bore Priyagafen, and therefore we're going to follow those rules. And when we recite the Bore Priyagafen on the Kiddush, which is the first of the four cups of wine, the one reciting Kiddush and all those around the table know that there will be a second cup of wine coming. So when they recite the bracha on the first cup, the bracha of Bori Priyagafen is still ongoing and will cover the second cup. The reason why it doesn't cover the third cup, which we, which is for recited in conjunction with Birkas HaMazon, is because the meal constitute a hefsake, an interruption. And once he's making a Bori Priyagafen on the third, there's no need to make a Bori Priyagafen on the fourth, because he knows it's coming. This is the opinion of the Machaber, and the Sephardims follow this. So you could say they end their Seder two minutes earlier, because they do not have two of the four brachos of Borei Priyagafen. They drink four cups of wine, just as we do, naturally. However, only two Borei Priyagafen. The Ramah says, no, our practice is that since, what? And here goes. Each cup is an independent mitzvah. The first cup is said in conjunction with the Kiddush, and the second one with the completion of the Magid, the section of Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. 
and the third with Birkas HaMazon, and the fourth in conjunction with the Halil. So the Bori Priyagafen that accompanies a Birkas Mitzvah is not your usual Birkas Bori Priyagafen, a Birkas Nanin, that I'm making the bracha because I'm going to drink a cup of wine. But no, we're thanking Hashem for creating the wine which enhances and enriches and accompanies certain mitzvos, so that the primary purpose of the Bori Priyagafen is praise and thanksgiving for the wine that is together with the mitzvah. However, once we recite the Bori Priyagafen, then it would be insulting to the wine if we did not drink it. But it's not the drinking which is the primary, it's the accompaniment. And since it accompanies four kos shel bracha, we recite four bore prihagafen. This is the first point that I'd like to share with you in conjunction with the um, wine that we're going to have, the four kosos of wine. The second halacha is regarding an interesting din, that when it comes to the wine, we say, how much should a person drink? Ideally, they should drink rove kos. I'm sorry, ideally they should drink the kos, the entire cup, and if not, they can drink rove, a majority of the cup. This is true regarding the wine. Regarding the matzah, when we're obligated to eat a kazayas matzah, we do not say that, well, if you can, eat the whole kazayas, and if not, eat a majority of the kazayas. Why by wine do we say that you can have a rove revius, and by the matzah, we do not. So, the Chassam Sofer, in his tshuva, Orachayim, Simon Kuf Mem, gives an interesting direction and says the following. The Rubo Kikulo is only said, which is the majority, that is acceptable when I have a Mizgeris or a unit, which is a Halachic unit in its complete sense. So, for example, if I have a minion, my riv, my riv, I have ten Jews, and seven out of those ten Jews have not davened my riv, so if the other three are going to stay, I have a minion for my riv. However, if I only had seven, there's no question that I cannot recite Dvorim Shebikdusha, I cannot recite Mayriv and Kaddish, etc. Baruchu, which only can be done with a minion. Once I have the minion, then I can use the majority of the minion. And he compares it to the Halacha of Sanhedrin, a Sanhedrin of 23. So then, if I have 13 to 10, I follow. Now what if 
whichever the 13 said, innocent or guilty. What if I didn't have 23 members showing up? I only had 18. But out of the 18, they proceeded, and it was 15 to 3. So we were missing five who never showed. So even if the five would have gone with the three, it should work in a situation where I have 18 and it was 15 to 3 because it would have been even 15 to 8 and still it would have won out on the 15th. But that's not the halacha. The halacha says I must start with the unit. Now, a revius is the definition of the kos. Once I have the cup, the cup has to be a revius. Interestingly, what is exactly a revius? So, the Chafetz Chaim said, in terms of our ounces, approximately four ounces. Rav Moshe, Zechat Tzadik Levracha, said that even 3.3 ounces, and therefore, very important to know. The first Seder, which is the Kiddush, on Friday night, which is from the Torah, one should try to use, if they can, a cup, a kos of four ounces. Once I have the kos of four ounces, then I can drink a majority of the cup. The rest of the kosos could be, if need be, even the next night, and even a little bit more than 3.3 fluid ounces would be sufficient. That's when it comes to the wine. However, the matzah, which has the halacha, that a sheer achila has to be kezayis, we're not talking about that you have to have from a big matzah a kezayis. No, you can have small pieces as long as they add up to a kezayis. So the difference between the kezayis of the matzah which is non-negotiable. You have to have a kezayis, whether it's coming from a third of a shmura matzah, a half of a hand, uh, excuse me, half of a machine matzah. The idea is the kezayis matzah is a shear. It's not negotiable. The the kos of revius is a definition in the cup. And therefore, once I have the cup, it is, quote, negotiable that I can't have even a majority of the coast. I just want to conclude and say that ideally, one should drink wine. You don't have to have the wine with high alcoholic content, even a small. There is 3%, 4 5%. That is okay for the arbakosos, and that is not too difficult when it's spread out over the four cups of wine. And if need be, you can mix that with grape juice. So really, four ounces mixed with grape juice, I'm having two, a little bit more than two per cup. That's certainly doable. Remember, that when we celebrate, and we should be zochet to celebrate with each other, many different smachot, when you come, there is no grape juice at the l'chaim. There is champagne. There is wine. 
on the night of the Pesach Seder, we are celebrating what Hashem did for us in the past. We are celebrating in advance, in Mirz Hashem, what He's going to do for us in the future. And it's for this reason that ideally, unless a person who has, for health reasons, cannot drink wine, then they should resort only to the grape juice. Otherwise, wine, if need be, mix the wine with the grape juice. Wishing everybody a very special forthcoming week of preparing for the holiday of Pesach, which is uplifting in every which way. Shabbat Shalom to all.